Dun, 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 dun. Yeah, what's going on, everybody? Welcome back. Backstop Banter. We're back again, Michael. How are you on this Thursday, August 26th? I'm doing pretty good, actually. It's been a good day. Had to work um, uh, mid-shift today, so I've been home for a little while. Got some other stuff going on at home that's been a little rough, but uh, we'll hopefully everything will plan out. But, you know, now it's time to relax. It's 10 p.m. on this East Coast. The Reds won today, so it's always going to make that a little bit better, and hopefully the Padres lose. It's so, probably going to you know, snow tonight then, right? The Reds won. I mean, come on now. We are above 500. Don't 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 be ragging on me too much. How about you? How's your day been going? Oh, let me tell you, Michael. It's a long day. You know, when school started back up and everything, it's just long days now. You know, I got to wake up, go to school. Then I had oh, work today, man. too. I had your work. first class is what time? Uh. 10. I knew it. I knew 10. it. Oh, is that oh, 10? I got to get up early. It's at 10. I got to get up at like, I got to wake up at like 9 o'clock. That's, or as that's you Yankees good. say, 10. That's very early for your boy, okay? So, 10 o'clock, I got to wake up, or 9 o'clock, I got to wake up. And, oh, you know, hmm. straight from school, I come home for 10 minutes, just enough to change, straight to work. Mm-hmm. And then, uh, now I'm doing this. So, I'm a busy man, Michael. I mean, if you must know how busy you are, I woke up this morning to help get my kids ready for school. Listen, we all know your wife does most of it. Don't lie to at, me. I got up at six. I don't know she does. No, I will not. Okay. Defend. So the only thing, what are you really helping got him, with? Uh, my son does not wake up. Like you have to sit there and be like, "Hey, wake up, wake up, wake up, wake up, wake up." And he's four, so he's already like mastered the fake sleep. You know, just leave me alone. But anyways, at six thirty, got them finally getting dressed. Seven o'clock, they leave. I go to work at nine. I come home at 6. Actually, I came home at 5.30. Grabbed a bowl of taco soup and came upstairs to two online classes. Taco soup, taco salad, is that better for you? Well, taco salad's an actual thing. Yeah, I've never heard of taco soup. Well, you know, I guess it's a Southern. I don't think. Anyways, so had an online class from 6 to 7.30, then another one from 8 to 9.30, and now we're here. So let's get this going. Yeah, and you know what, Michael? This is no ordinary episode. No, 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 no. I'm excited. This is a special episode. Special now, listen, Michael. Special for me because I love guests. But I, okay, you know, okay. this is to be fair. It's more special for you because yes. it's not only a guest; it's a Reds guest, Michael. Oh yes. I'll go ahead and bring him on here. We have with us today, boom, Nick Kirby, who is a staff writer for the Red. Red Leg Nation. See, told you I messed that up. He's been a, a writer for over seven years now, eight years going on his eight year. Something like that. Since 2013. Oh, since 2013. That ooh. I was trying to do math there. Did you see that? <laughs> Don't also, do math. He's a co-host of a podcast of the late Reds, which probably we interrupted today, but it was an early game. So maybe you was able to do that. I'm not for sure if you got to do your podcast today or not. But Nick, thank you so much for joining. If you want to say anything else about you, where we can follow you on Twitter, Instagram, and all that whole nine yards, the floor is yours. Yeah, uh, we have a show, Late Reds. It's uh, actually every Wednesday night. So we did it last okay. night. Um, um, we, we do it every, uh, every Wednesday night at 9 o'clock or after um, – uh, uh, a Reds game if there's a if there's a night game on a Wednesday and then uh, okay. you guys can follow me on Twitter uh, at Nicholas P Kirby K R B Y. Yes, sir. As we got the comments always going, Perry. Hello, sir. Um, but yeah, I'm excited, Michael. 
Sorry, I, I just now was getting the comment coming up there. I was reading Perry. I was going to say, I feel, did you freeze? Yes, or? Perry, we did not coordinate this. Um, no. Matter of fact, actually, I'm – oh, listen, I'm a little disappointed that I'm wearing the well, red. Let's not I didn't mean it. to. No, 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 no. We're going to get into it. Because, Kirby, did you, did you know what color the Yankee pinstripe was? I don't think it's red. No, 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 no. <laughs> but do you, no, 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 no. But do you know what color it is? It's. Did you think it was black like Michael? I did not think it was black. Okay, good. I mean, so, yeah, I at least can only be disappointed in Michael then. I, the fact that you don't know that it's navy blue, sickening. I don't like the Yankees. I never have. I'm sorry. I'll just say it. The, but their I'll uniform say is the most iconic uniform in sports. You know, I will say this. Yankee is not really a much big team here in, in Kentucky, in the southeast part of Kentucky. It's usually the Braves or the Cubs. or It's the usually like horse racing, right? I mean. <laughs> or cow tipping. Yeah. and Cow tipping. And again, Nick, he thinks I'm like the biggest like hillbilly ever because I have a cow. I, I bought a cow myself from a, a gentleman that I work with, or he comes into the store where I work quite a bit. And I want to sell it and try to make a profit of it. So instantly he's putting this stereotype on me because I have an accent. I'm from the dirty southeastern part of Kentucky. And he just thinks I'm a big redneck. I mean, I, I'm a I mean, it's just not a fair statement, Nick. If you have a cow, automatic, <laughs> automatic hillbilly. I, I would say you need at least two to be a hillbilly. So thank you. I, I think okay. you're I think you're safe, but you better not get another one. Or, okay. or, or I'm gonna have to. I'm gonna have to to, to bail on you, but I'm I must stri- say, I must say, my favorite Reds uniform was the the '90s uniforms with the pinstripes. I wish the Reds would go back to pinstripes. I'm, I'm a big big pinstripe. Are those the ones with the pinstripes and the red sleeves and the uniforms white? Well, they had those too, but they also had just um, they were they were they looked like a pretty normal normal jersey, but they had the pinstripes. They were like the '95 team. Oh, they were. Just- you're thinking of the King Griffey era, where you yes, I am. Like, I love those jerseys are beautiful. More like uh, Reggie Sanders, Ron Gant, mm-hmm. Barry. Well, Larkin was also into the Griffey, so it's kind of not him, but Reggie Sanders era would be probably the best way to to describe. Got a, oh, go ahead, Connie. I guess we both cleared it out there. I'll let you do the comments. Yeah, there. you know. No what Thank you, brother, for jumping in here. He's a big He's Reds fan, as we talked about before. Ooh, I'm hearing an echo. I think. We'll be all right. We'll survive. Mark, thanks for joining the show. Love you, bro. All right. So okay. Let's, so let's get into it. We'll dive straight into this. Nick, what have you been most excited about watching the Reds this year? What has made you like, oh, wow, this is a team that's competing? I mean, one thing, we're over 500 and we're past April. So that's always a plus for us Reds. So what have you been excited about this year? Well, they've already won 70 games. I mean, I, they had four years in a row where they didn't win 70 games. Uh, you know, uh, 16 to 18, something like that. Yeah. Oh, so, wow. I mean, th- that's great in itself. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, I think the Reds honestly have, I think I said preseason, I thought they were like maybe an 87 win team. I think they're, mm-hmm. they're on pace for closer to 90. So I think they've exceeded, you know, my expectations. It's just the only unfortunate thing is the Brewers have also way exceeded. Yeah. I didn't see that one. So, I mean, in, in just a vacuum in itself, I mean, the Reds in their performance has been better than I expected. So you have to be excited with that. They're they're in a really good spot. Um, 33 games left. They have an incredibly favorable schedule. Now, it doesn't mean anything. You still have to win the games, but right. Uh, it's right there for the Reds. And as a fan of a, a team that um, I think they've been to the playoffs six times since 1980, 
I mean, this is. Uh, I would say so. Yeah. <laughs> this is it. I mean, you know, this is uh, this is what you want. So it's right here, and uh, um, yeah, I'm definitely excited to see what the next uh, what we got five weeks left looks like. God, I love being a Yankee fan sometimes. I mean, that's actually, I think, the last time we were in the playoffs other than last year was like 2013. So, I mean, that was two of those six. That's how close we've been good, I guess. I don't know. But uh, I've been excited about our offense this year. You know, anytime we get a good offense, it's obviously going to excel tickets on that. What I really wish, we could have had this team that we have pretty much the same as last year and had this kind of production offensively last year because I think we would have definitely been a team to like cause some havoc. Uh, we had, I mean, Trevor Bauer, I'll say it. And that's the last time I'll say his name today and what great pitching he brought us. Uh, Sonny Gray did good. Luis started pitching pretty good. He fell off towards the end, I think, and finally showing back up a little bit. Uh, man, if we could have that offense last year, like we're having right now, I just wish our bullpen could step up. I don't know what we need to do to get this bullpen. I think we got nine relief pitchers on the staff right now are on the roster and that's unheard of to have that many. Have you heard of anything or know anything going on with what's with the bullpen? I think the Reds are in a much better spot than they were two months ago. Um, you know, the Reds just, just DFA two guys, uh, Hembury and Doolittle who both got picked up by teams that are competing right now. Mm-hmm. So um, that's in itself. I think you have to look at that as a good sign. I think what the Reds are lacking with their bullpen is they just they don't have any lockdown guys. Mm-hmm. Um, I think the Reds have several, four, five, six guys that are are quality above average relievers right now. Um, so it's not. I think it's more into the column where it's it's not a problem, but it's not a strength. Mm-hmm. It, it maybe I think the best way to kind of look at it now. Um, but but for the Reds, hey, get get yourself into the playoffs. I hope the Reds maybe would, would try to, if they are able to get in, kind of try to do what like the Nationals did in 2019, where they are they're using their starters, they're they're you know throwing them on their uh, uh, their throw days, you know, as you know one and two innings. And nice. the Reds have the starting starting pitching depth that they could they could be creative and do something like mm-hmm. that. And of course, the offense, you know. Oh yeah. Who would you think would be the guy that they would almost move from starter to mid mid relief, if you will? There, and that might mean something you not thought of, but just spur. Well, well, let's start off. Let's assume they assume they would get in the wild card game. Mm-hmm. Um, I think Luis Castillo would be a dynamite weapon. Um, if you um, like, like, you start? like that, like that Tim Lincecum role. Mm-hmm. Um, um, so I would start. I would start Tyler Malley. I, okay. I think that might be a little controversy. Uh, controversial um but uh sub two era on the road i think if you look batter per batter he's probably the best pitcher um the only issue with mally is he doesn't go deep into games but in a wild card game you don't want your starting pitcher to go deep into games you don't want him to go through a, nor- a line of a third time through mm-hmm. so i think if i was the reds i'd be looking i'd be looking at maybe going uh, Mally, Miley, Castillo, throw all of them in the wild game. Try not to use a single reliever at all. And you're, what's the, you know, if you lose, the season's over. So you, you right. have to throw all your cards out. You know, the, you don't want to hold anything back. And if you do win, you still got Sunny Gray starting in game one. You know, it's not like you're you're, you're cooked, you know, in, in, in the NLDS. So, yeah, I would be looking 
unless the Reds have a reliever or two that just, unless like Lorenzen or Givens just over the next five mm-hmm. weeks really separates themselves as someone you're like, he can definitely get three outs. Mm-hmm. I think you try to do it without using a reliever at all. Now, I kind of have a question for both of you. You know, Nick, you can obviously look at it for more of, you know, the reporter side of it. And then, Michael, you as a as a fan as well, is it, you know, because like you said, last year they made the playoffs. Obviously, that was a shortened season. Some people look at it in a certain way, whatever. I'm it, sorry. Time out. Time out. Time out. Uh, Bleacher Report on my red legs. Um, we just got a tweet on Backstop Banter from Nick. Just throwing that out there. It's on Bleacher Report right now. I mean, that's. That's pretty awesome. I, I somehow got on there. I, I, I please do not confuse me as a reporter. I am just like anyone else. I'm just a Reds fan that I guess has somehow got some sort of, of following. Oh no, and you're I'm, a big deal, Nick. Somehow, <laughs> anytime, <laughs> anytime that I tweet the word Reds, it ends up on Bleach Report. I have no idea how that happened. Oh man, um, I hate that for you. But uh, but some <laughs> somehow. It's good and bad. Sometimes you get some some real real crazy folks uh, coming at you. That's okay. It's okay. <laughs> but, I mean, yeah. you say that you're just like a, a a regular person, and I understand that, and I respect that actually. But I mean, on Twitter, you do have over six thousand followers, so you know we're happy to have you on the show. You average Joe kind of guy. Well, I appreciate it, but just to be clear, I'm jumping up and down cheering during every game. I'm not. I'm not oh, Mr. Yeah. I'm not Mr. You know, watching the game, writing. I mean, I'm I, I live and die. I live and die. Don't 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 be mistaken. I, I, honestly, with that being said, I almost think that is a time of the past. You know, I almost think it's okay the way that with the the way Corona has made everybody go on behind a TV like this or behind a computer. Like it's okay to show favoritism in a way. I think it's almost shows vulnerability. Is that a word? Vulnerable. We'll just go with that. And I think it's nice actually. So awesome. I think it's pretty cool. Keep on going now. Connie, what was you about to ask there? Um, yeah, no, that's all a good point as well. Um, but obviously you guys make the playoffs last year. It's looking like you're going to make the playoffs this year. I know Michael's going to, oh, don't jinx us. But listen, I picked them last show anyway to make the playoffs. You know, I because what, well, Michael, we looked at it. They have the 29th schedule the rest of the year, and I believe I the Padres. I want to say 24th. I think it was 29. I really do. I want to say Boston and, and – uh... Yankees had the two were easiest, and then the Reds I'm, were up I'm, there pretty far. I'm putting it was at least way 50. back there. I'm putting at I least. Got, I got it here, guys. Uh, there's a cool website, Tankathon. Someone sent it to me. Reds are 29th right now because they just got the Brewers out of there, yeah. so that yeah. that probably moved them back up. And the Padres have the toughest. Yeah, you, you should have said 24, man. Come on, even if it said 29, you should. It, prob- it probably was 24 before the Brewers, but remember the Reds just well, finished uh, the Brewers. Well, now they don't right. have it. So I agree with C. I'm so far just on this show three and zero against Michael in points. Um, that's a different problem. So you make the playoffs last year. You're going to make the playoffs this year, in my opinion. Obviously, is there was there a turning point that you look at from where the Reds, you know, weren't making the playoffs? Obviously, not playing as well, you know, to get to that point, and then to this point where it looks like two years in a row they are going to make that spot. Well, this year, I mean, the Reds' playoff odds, I think we're down to like 6% in late May. Like, they were way down. It, it, it's wild. If you go on fan graphs and you pull up the Reds and the Padres and you just toggle those teams on a, on the graph, it's it's insane, the, the two different directions. I think it pretty much coincides with uh, when Jonathan India was moved into the leadoff spot. Mm-hmm. Um, now, I mean, there's 
I, I don't like to be the guy that, oh, this one move made everything happen. <laughs> right. There's so many more things that go into it. Um, but if, if you were pointing to one thing, I mean, it's that. And, and Jonathan India has just been mm-hmm. incredible. A uh, godsend for the Reds. Um, um, not only is he the rookie of the year, the guy should be getting some MVP votes. He's been that Ooh. good. Ooh, I, I, like I think you should get some MVP votes. I mean, he's he's I, I uh, definitely, I definitely up. think. Well, I mean, I'll go with some votes. I mean, some votes don't hurt, right? I don't think he gets it, obviously. No, I'm talking but, like like ninth or tenth on a couple. Okay, back. like that's you know, more. <laughs> that's for India. He's got good hair, suave. Here we go. <laughs> but uh, no, I I really think he came on right at the perfect time too, because even with uh, Perry saying Votto turned in Superman, like Votto, I think actually should be considered in the MVP votes as well because. What he's been doing at his age, like honestly, when uh, Nicholas Cassianos was out for a little bit, now Winker's been out, like Votto has carried this team. He hit, I want to say, nine home runs in six straight games. I mean, that was unheard of for a 35 year old man or something like that, too. So 37. 37. Even gonna be 38. Ooh, even, man, he's older than me. That makes me feel better, even though. (laughs) He's way more athletic than I am at this age, too. But uh, I think the Reds really just have everything clicking except the bullpen. Like, even – I can't think of his name. I want to say it's uh, Antone. Is that who just got yeah, hurt again? TJ Antone. He's uh, going to have Antone. Tommy John. For his second time now. So, I mean, that's a little yeah. scary. But I've seen him on Twitter. I say i seen him. I read his tweets. And uh, he seems to be up, upbeat about it and seems to be in a positive attitude with it. So, uh, prayers for him. Hopefully, he can come back and be just as strong. If not, hopefully, he at least has a good attitude and carries on with you know whatever I'm trying to say on that. But uh, I think it's the Reds' year, really. Uh, the Brewers, I think, just played the Pirates so many times. Not – hold up. Connie, you look at me like World no, Series. No, no, like, I, this I is wanna... their year to be good. My bad. Listen, Michael, put your foot down. I mean, I don't want you to think that I'm saying this is the Reds' year to win it all. This is the Reds' year that we could actually make noise with this team. All we need is one person in that bullpen. And even like Nick said, if we break it up with our starters in there and actually show that we can go deep that way, I mean, we have the offense where we're not going to go to Atlanta and play 15 straight innings in a game and not score a run. (laughs) This team can't do that. We just lost to the Brewers. We were up 4 nothing in the seventh inning and then brought in our relief pitchers and gave up seven runs in like two innings. Like if we can just get that shutout guy or someone to catch fire and say, hey, I've got this, the Reds really look good. Like I, they are a sexy team now. Listen, I'll trade – listen, if I'm the Yankee GM, I need uh, – I need Castillo. Oh gosh! Every every year, it's it's we, we want Castillo from the Reds. We're not oh, giving yeah. up, man. No, nope. I'll take Castillo. We'll give you uh, we'll give you some bullpen arms. We don't need everybody. Sessa's we'll been pretty good. Sessa, yeah, you know what? Exactly. We tried helping you. You're mm-hmm. welcome. Thank you. See, Michael, now you, you got to hate on the Yankees. Now you have to root for a former one. It makes me happy. We took your leftovers, so you could uh, you could <laughs> add um. Uh, who'd you who'd you guys add? Add Rizzo and uh, a Gallo. Rizzo Gallo, yeah. I had to clear Gallo some roster spots. Gallo just hit a Gallo double, take. by the way, to make it three nothing. <laughs> just saying, you know, <laughs> looking for that twelfth straight win. But uh, different problem. Now, so Nick, you have? Do you have? Let me get. Let's get. Let's get a confidence meter here. That because obviously the Dodgers are the second wild card. Uh, well, actually, man, or, man, the the ob- or yeah, the Giants. I was gonna say, or the Take Giants, because that's what I was gonna say. It's, it's either one of them. Confidence meter, one to ten, that the Reds can go into whatever team it is, 
and and be a ten. A ten. <laughs> I don't know about a ten. I mean, um, so the Dodgers. I mean, the thing you have to remember with the, with the Wild Games is they're they're a coin flip. Maybe oh, maybe, maybe sixty forty, but. Any team that plays in the game against any team is going to have at least probably a 40% chance of winning on an even ninth. For the Reds, good thing for them. Uh, they beat Max Scherzer this year. They beat Walker Bueller this year. That yes. would be the two guys that that the uh, the Dodgers would likely throw. Um, if I was the Dodgers, uh, I would be thinking long and hard about um, uh, pitching uh, Urias, which would probably like like – because the Reds really struggle against left-handed pitching. Um, my guess is they, they would probably maybe have him available in the bullpen because he did pitch, you know, a lot in the – he closed out the World Series last year, right? Yes, he did. So um, he might scare me more than Scherzer or Bueller just because of, of how, how much how, – how difficult of a time the Reds have had hitting left-handed pitching. That's been their one, their one kryptonite this year. So I don't know. I mean, I guess – Say a seven. I mean, you know, okay. that they could. You know, I, I think now, you do always. Do you have a preference here? Do I have a preference? Yeah. So, let's. The only thing that I would I would say is um, there is a possibility that the Brewers could still get the number one seed, and then that would kind of change things. Hmm. Um, I would love to have them as the number one seed because I, I feel confident the Reds can beat them. They don't have Brewers on the offense, and the Reds are about eight nine against them this year. So, if, if somehow they got the number one seed, I'd love that. But if it's between the Giants and Dodgers, I would rather play the Dodgers in the wild card game because that's your coin flip game. I, I feel a lot more confident in the Reds being able to beat the Dodgers once one. than having to beat them twice. <laughs> um. Whereas I, I think the Giants, you know, they, they're, you know, they have the best record in baseball. They're a really, really good team. But I think in a in a playoff series, um, they're maybe not as, as as impossible to beat, you know, three times. Hmm. Whereas the Dodgers, it'd be a really, really difficult ask for the Reds to go win three games against them. One, yeah, anything can happen. Now, Michael, I will say I know you have a preference. You said that you like. You said that they'll beat the Dodgers easy last week. That's what you said. I, okay, Nick, I did say that last week. Do you not feel like? And this is no statistics or anything. Do you not feel like for some reason we beat the Dodgers a lot? Well, they're they're two and one against them this year. I don't think it's been very very good uh, before that. But I know they did. You know they, they swept them in a four game series in uh, yeah. 2019 at, at Dodger Stadium. Yeah. I we would just, think. I think the Reds have had like these rare, these like weird, like great stretches against the Dodgers, but I think overall they've pretty much gotten killed oh, my entire no. life. But they've had these like these like really nice like like stretches. So you know, um, I'm attempting to look it up right now. I really am. Well, while you look it up, my preference are Dodgers because I don't want to play the Giants. I still remember the 2013 when we had the collapse against the Giants. We were up o to or two o on them. They went to the uh, San Francisco and lost. Cueto went out first inning of that final game for us to win did his little back thing and then threw one pitch and he went straight to the bullpen or went to the the dugout and he was done and it just right there took a, a big gut punch and maybe hey maybe maybe reds and giants meet in the nlds and that's like the that's what needs to happen to get over this hump mate you know what wasn't it buster posey wasn't he a rookie how about tyler I, stevenson hits a grand slam in game oh, five yes. and let's get you it get back to him now. Listen, in I'd San Francisco, this. let's go. 
I've called this since day one when we started doing our show again this year, and they made fun of me. I've been calling this the redemption year. And they're like, come on, man. No, 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 no. See, no, no, no. Hold on. I have. I don't blame you. I have. I don't blame you for the redemption. I just hate the fact that it's redemption. Like, it's we need a new name. I know it works out. I know it works and it makes sense. I know. Still sounds bad. Doesn't sound good. Doesn't flow off the tongue, Michael. Well, I mean, half the things I say doesn't really roll off the tongue. So, I mean, well, redemption works. So, boom. Uh, honestly, that's about all I got. I got uh, a hold on, Michael. I got a question. I was going to ask if you had anything. Okay. Come on, I man. Gonna, listen, I got to make sure that, you know. Uh, Nick, who's your favorite uh, Marvel hero? Uh, well, that, that wasn't where I was going. But, you know, I was still would like to know this answer. Um... I'm not not really into it. I'm not gonna lie. Uh, Spider Man, I guess. I was always into Spider Man. Spider Man is Marvel, right? That is this is that is true. Okay, I was really nervous. Like when I said that, I was like, I was like, Spider Man is Marvel, right? I I, I really like Spider Man as a kid. But I got two little kids, man. I watch Moana. You know, Ooh, when I, when I'm not that's watching. Good. When I'm not watching baseball, it's it's it's. Moana or Bubble Guppies or something like that. Oh yeah. How about how about Coco Melon? How are we feeling about that? Oh good. You know, my kids haven't got into that and I've heard so many horror stories. I've really tried to steer them away. Nice. How old are you kids, if you don't mind me asking? I got two, uh, uh, a two and a three year old. Two and a three, okay. So I've got three. I've got a four, a four, and a three year old. So I totally understand. We're right there, man. (laughs) man. I would I would just like to point out that uh, Joey Gallo just hit a three-run home run and make it 6 nothing in the three-inning. I'm just Listen, saying. We're trying to talk Reds. Let me have this moment, hey, the, okay? The, the Dodgers are up 3 nothing on the Padres. There we go. There we See go. See, Michael? That, that works. We'll give it both. We'll give it both. Yeah, listen. All right. I got, I get ex- Listen, you got a whole guest. I, I get my moments. Uh, Nick, I just want to know, like, what do you think that the Reds have to do to keep this going into next year? Because obviously Mike, me and Michael always get into the argument of, since I'm a Yankee fan, you guys are Reds fans. It's all, you know, you guys can spend more money than us, blah, blah, blah. Well, so, with that being said, there's rumor already going out that uh, Nicholas Castellanos is possibly going to opt out of his two-year deal with us. Doesn't mean we lose him, but it just means he's opting out. Is, it what, is there something you look at that they have to, you know, either fix – Keep if it is Castellanos or, or anything of that nature yes. to make sure that this you know little two year stretch of making the playoffs continues. Yeah, I, I mean, I think the Reds are set up really, really well for next year. You know, mm-hmm. they don't lose any of their starting pitchers. Um, Hunter Green. They, they have you know Hunter Green and Nick Lodolo probably ready for opening day next year or very close to it. So pitching wise, the Reds are going to be really, really stacked in starting pitching. Um, Castellanos, I mean, you would love to keep him. He's a great player. Um, I know a lot of Reds fans are, are, are really um, um, distraught with the news, but if he, if he opts out, I mean, that's going to be 16 million that the Reds could, could utilize other places where the Reds aren't going to have 16 extra million just laying around. So, you know, as long as they would invest it right, um, you know, like there, there's some, some lower um, um, buy low outfielders out there, like a Conforto would maybe be like a guy who really, really <laughs> hit. He could really hit a, a great American ballpark, left-handed bat. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm, I'm talking like, you know, you could buy him and a couple relievers and, and maybe really turn that, 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 that 16 million into um, – you know, not not replacing one player, but you know, the totality of a couple guys. Oh, yeah. That money ball approach. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. So I mean, I think in the Reds, you know, Jonathan India's, you know, he'll be at second year. 
um, they don't really lose anyone else. So I think they're, they're set up very well. Um, and, and I know, I think a lot of fans wanted the Reds to be more aggressive at the trade deadline, mm-hmm. but I, I think, I think the Reds are looking at, Hey, you know, we, we want this window to be as long as we can. Mm-hmm. And, and they've, um, even, even like picking up Sessa, Sessa's, you know, into next year. So, um, they're, they're really well set up. So hopefully it's just, you know, um, um, you know, this, this off season, finding a creative way to add a few pieces um, and, and just really strengthen that team, the, the team. And then you look at the division Cubs are going to suck next year. Yes, Pirates are going to suck next year. Terrible. I don't think the Cardinals are really going to turn and, you know, it around. So it, it's probably going to be the Reds and Brewers again next year. So I think the Reds are really set up well in a, in a good division again next year. So do you think David Bell gets re-signed or extended? He should have been extended a long time ago. I don't know what, 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 why they haven't picked up. He has an option next year, so mm-hmm. I assume they'll probably just pick up the option, but mm-hmm. I don't know why that, that hasn't been done. I will say, as a fan, I've been a little weary with him just a tad bit because I feel like he leaves some pitchers in too long where he's going back with some middle relief pitchers that probably shouldn't be pitching. But I know last year even he proved that he is very analytical and what the numbers say is what he's going with, and it really – got us to the playoffs last year in the wild card. So, I mean, I'm hesitant with him, but at the same time, if we're in the playoffs, even if it's wild card back-to-back, how do you not sign him back? Yeah, I kind of go to the approach that every manager is going to tick me off. Like, every manager is going to do things that are just make no sense to me. I'm sure Anthony probably um, has gotten tired of Boone at times, you know, but – um, the, the one, the one real credit I think you got to give to David Bell is both of the last two years, the Reds really got off to just awful starts. And, you know, I think a lot of people got really tired at the, 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 the positive, the positivity that he has every night. Hey, we're going to turn it around. We're going to turn it around. Not, not, not like, well, you know, I think we turn on, Hey, he's like, we're going to turn it around in both years they have. And, and I think that, you know, I just think as bad as that bullpen was for several months, um, he, he really kept the ship afloat. And and uh, you got to give him a lot of credit, I think, for that. I agree. Now, let's pretend you have the magic wand, you know, seeding, whatever, who cares? Because that just gets way too complicated. I, I, need, a, I need a playoff prediction here. I need an ALDS, an NLCS, and then our eventual World Series. Oh, wow. I mean, I mean, I'm I'm taking the Reds. I mean, I, I'm not the Reds are winning the whole thing. <laughs> I'm gonna say the Reds uh, beat the Yankees in the World Series just because, oh, uh, just because nice. of just because of the show. I, I think that'd be it'd be a lot of fun to play the Yankees in the World Series if that it happens. Really or the Astros, Aaron Boone, and or the Aaron Astros Boone. playing Dusty Baker. Baker. That, that would be more, you know, of the whole like that, that will be Redemption. the only time. That will be the only time See, I'm a Reds fan. He's, He's bought into the redemption. I'm in on the redemption. I'm using oh, it. That's not, can I can I borrow the trademark? By all means, just say hashtag redemption, hashtag backstop banter, hashtag Michael. Let's go. No, I, the backstop banter, sure. Michael, I don't know about that. Part. Um, I will say this, Nick. Dusty Baker gave me a toothpick once after a ball game. Halfway famous. Yeah. Hey, big time. I didn't ask for his autograph. I thought that would just be cheesy. I was an adult, so I asked for a toothpick. Yeah, because that's not weird or anything. Who doesn't? <laughs> who doesn't want to? Who doesn't want a stick that was in somebody's mouth? You know? No, no, it was in the wrapper. He actually grabbed for his mouth, and he's like, "Wait a second, that would just be weird." And grabbed one from his Jeep. I think he drove a Jeep at the time. You uh, a frame, like think... even a frame, or 
You know, honestly, I don't know what happened to it. Oh. Look at this guy. Oh. Look at this guy. I know. I know. Talk I actually caught a Joey Votto foul ball once, and after I got it, I was like, well, what do I do with it? So I kept it for a year, and then after that, I just started throwing it with it, you know, like passing it around. like, Joey Votto hit this ball. How cool is this? You're supposed to frame these things, Michael. You're supposed, it's supposed to be a memory. I didn't know you could actually go and like say, hey, give me a certificate that I got this ball. I didn't know you could do all that. So I was just like, well, no one's going to know what this ball is, so – we just throw it. Gosh, you're the worst. I was well, going. You know that? Um, listen, Sorry. We're talking about the worst type of people. My nan's neighbor. As we go to your nan. No, no, no. Talking on. baseball. And I, we said, go to I nan. said my nan's neighbor. Nick, see what I got to deal with, man. <laughs> uh, he has to deal with a fantastic man. Uh, my nan's neighbor, sadly, when she passed away, their kids were cleaning out their her house. Uh-huh. Threw away. Oh, threw no. it away. Oh, no. A Mickey Mantle signed bat. Oh, he was pretty good, right? Yeah, I heard that he's <laughs> mid. I heard that he was, you know, a middle middle type player. No Roger Maris, but no. Yeah. But yeah, so that's did they? I, I almost I because no 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 because we didn't hear this until like a month after. I would have I would have went dumpster diving if I could have, but I mean, yeah, I still think about fighting them to this day. But that's a different problem. Did they just not know? Apparently not, because like she was a big Yankee Baby fan. Ruth? Who she is a this? Big, she was a big Yankee fan. You know, I used to go over and and deliver her some food that my nan would cook. She would give me a quarter. You know, it was one of those deals. And, you know, she always had, you know, baseballs and like the little – yeah, threw it away. I've never been angry. I mean, th- like we he, need David Bell right now to be positive for us so we can build back up after that sad story like – I feel like I should cut my arms or something after that. I mean, that was pretty miserable. Thanks, man. We appreciate that. You know, Michael, anything for you. But, uh, yeah. <laughs> you got anything else, Michael? Well, I mean, I don't even want to do a show after that sad story. I mean, that's just like, I used to get a quarter, take this dead woman food, and they threw away her autographed bat. I mean, what do you go from there, man? Yo, Nick, uh, thank you so much for coming on this depressed show now. Oh, look I'm at this. Just uh, remember, as you carry on, redemption for the rest of the year i won't Not forget sure. it i'll never forget it please guys thanks guys for having me on anthony good luck with your yankees go reds redemption baby go reds uh do yes, you want to give any shout outs again where they can find you on twitter or anything like that which i see you fixed yeah I, I i figured out how to put it on the thing so yeah at, at nicholas p kirby give me a give me a follow if you if you dare um and then uh a late late night reds talk um it's on all your favorite uh podcast uh okay. platforms and then we do the show actually live uh, I'll have a link on my Twitter to the live YouTube. Uh, so, yeah. All righty. Thank you for Again, coming on so the much. show. And, of course, you're always welcome back always if Michael didn't welcome. scare you away. Anytime. Anytime, guys. All right. Appreciate it, man. Yeah, have a good one. one. You know what? Fantastic, man. awesome. Thank you for all you fans of Nick who came out and joined, too. Uh-oh. Keep going. I got a text here. Oh, look at this, Michael. Now he's gone Hollywood. Sadly, uh, Jamison Tyone won't be pitching a no-hitter tonight. He gave up a home run to Matt Olson. It's 6-1 now. You know, I'm really getting real worried. You know what, Connie? I'm going to say this, and I hope it works well. Hopefully it does. Uh, I've been missing somebody, and I've been having some withdrawals. I don't know if you know this, and I hadn't even talked to you about it, but you might have put it together now. So I reached out to someone, and I asked him if he would do something for me. And he did. And so we have it here. I'm going to play it for you. Um, we just up. Look at this guy. So we are going to 
the grocery store um see what we can get to eat um like get ready for our day hopefully we get us some donuts something sweet give me a little energy and uh so we can get ready to go hello everybody we're back from the grocery store um donuts. if you know me you know i love sweets so we got us some donuts also classic dog we got some chicken strips um <laughs> and we also got a little yogurt and granola so uh, we're ready to go for the day um hopefully today's a good day hello everybody just got to the ballpark today's game day so we're getting ready on to go on the field um, i'm gonna show you guys what it looks like Ooh, Michael Jackson. So we're getting ready to warm up, stretch, hit the cages, um, and then we'll be ready for the game. And then I'll come back at you um, after that. I've been thinking through my rainy days, the days. Uh, I ain't really trying to hang the day, the day. Yeah, yeah. I need changes in a major way. Hey everybody, I'm back. We just got done with our game. Um, we ended up losing today. Um, but we're going to um, get up ready for the morning. Um, take me a shower. Get everything ready and prepared for all I have to do tomorrow. And we'll be good to go. <coughs> okay everybody, that's the day in the life of a professional baseball player. Um, I hope you guys liked the video. Um, thank you for watching. Look at this guy. Might have a future in all this, Michael. Well, he told me, he said, I finally did it. I did a little life in the... Day in the life. Life in the day. Thank you. Yeah. Day in the life of Dalton. And he's like, i be honest with you, man. This, is, this was pretty much garbage, I feel like. I was like, no, man, it was actually pretty cool. I really liked how you went straight to that ball game where uh, it had, a, I think it was a, a double and maybe a single... I think it showed three hits, but I was like, man, that, that was actually pretty pimp. I, I loved it. He goes, all right, man, I, I really enjoyed it. So hopefully we'll get to doing this a lot more. So Dalton, thank you so much for doing that. Again, everyone, if you have been with us uh, this long in a show where you know who Dalton is, Dalton Cornett, he's a friend of ours. He's here from Kentucky. He's played at Alice Lee College. And now he has been all over the place. Yes, he year. has. But uh, now he is playing professional baseball with the Billings Mustang in uh, Montana. Obviously, hopefully you knew where Billings was. So that was one of the games that he had. And hopefully we'll get some more of that stuff. A daily dose of Dalton. Maybe that's what we'll call it. That's not bad. I would enjoy it. <coughs> Excuse me. Sorry about that. Wow. I'm looking at this right now. The San Jose Giants, which is obviously the uh, affiliate team of the San Francisco Giants. Mm-hmm. In the second inning, they scored nine runs. But listen to this, Michael. Every player on the team scored. <coughs> oh, wow. That's every probably... single player on the team scored a run in that inning. That would mean that everyone got on base safely in a row, I would have to assume. I, I don't know how it happened, but everyone scored. So sorry, I got a tickle in my throat. That is pretty immaculate. You know that? Just like Chris Sale. Just like Chris Sale. There we go with them transitions. Chris Sale, guys, if you didn't know, just toss the 100th and 103rd immaculate inning. He is actually one 
of only one other person in Sandy Colfax. One of two then, there you go. One of two. To only pitch three career immaculate innings. Do you know what an immaculate inning is? Of course I do, Michael. I wanted to make sure, so I did have to look it up. It is three batters up, three batters down on nine strikes. Strikes. I was going to say nine pitches, but nine strikes. So, yeah, that's perfect. That is pretty good. No, because it can't be just nine pitches. Well, I mean, I was going to say if a ball, a strike, and then a hit, a fielder out. No, no, no. It has to be strikeouts. Okay, okay. I'll give you that. I just assumed. Nope. Even if, uh, like, yeah. So, like, if you have eight pitches and then the ninth one, the batter puts it in play, that's not an immaculate inning. It has to be all strikes, three in a row, three strikeouts. So it's like a turkey. Basically. It is the baseball equivalent of a turkey. Three strikes. I uh three strikes. I think a couple of Yankees have done that this year as, as well. I think I think Nick Nelson did it earlier in the year, and I think Chad Green did it against actually, yeah. Chad Green did it against the Mets to close the game. Oh yeah. He he was came in the last inning and that was, it was an immaculate inning closed the game out so pretty interesting. I thought that was pretty impressive. You know, I almost really want to say an immaculate inning is, I mean, it's pretty impressive. You know, there's something we always talk about like what's more uh, impressive, hitting the soccer or hitting four home runs. I mean, to me, an immaculate inning is it's up there. It's up there on its own little pedestal, really. I mean, like you said, no. How long has baseball been around? What I mean, I mean over a hundred years. Yeah, over. We have I mean, yeah, yeah, that. yeah, over a hundred years, probably. You know, somewhere in the one seventy mark, honestly. Mm-hmm. Uh, and what'd you say? There's only been a hundred and three of them. A hundred and three innings. Yeah, so there's been a hundred and three immaculate innings. I mean, that's incredible. There's nine innings a game. You got to think how many games have been played during those times. And not only that, there's two pitchers that have three of those 103. No, Michael, I want to. I want to. I got to see something now. What do you got to see? Hold on, I'm going to look it up. Ready? How many games have been played in MLB history? Let's see. All right, so there is two hundred and four. No, two hundred eighteen thousand four hundred games officially. Oh no, over two hundred eighteen thousand four hundred. So all right, let's just be. uh, All right, let's do two hundred eighteen. 400. Oh, I, that's that was, I forgot the four. Now let's times that by nine, Michael. Nine innings, you know, a game. Okay, uh, well, there should technically be. Sometimes there isn't, but you, yeah. listen, for argument's sake, that's 1.9 million innings. Oh, wow. And there has only been 103 immaculate innings. That is uh, not a lot. That is, yeah, that's pretty impressive now. I mean, you think about it too, though. There's only been, I think we said it last week, what, 16 games where somebody hit four home runs? Four home runs. I mean, there's some, there's still some crazy things that I've had. Like, nobody's ever hit five. Uh, (laughs) Question Do you think a no hitter is better than an immaculate inning? Yeah. I, listen, an immaculate inning, cool. 100 and 103 people, blah, blah, blah. And, yes, there probably have been more. I think there's been more no-hitters than 103. Mm-hmm. But still, you're, you're going – that's one inning. And, yeah, it's amazing. But a whole game not allowing a hit, I feel like that's just 
feather in the cap. Like, yeah, I did that. I mean, yeah, I'll agree with you. I, I want to give more respect to the Immaculate Inning on that. I would rank it time. like, all right, see, I, I'm, I, I've changed, you know, my mind on these things. Mm-hmm. I think I would go perfect game. No, no, no. I would go four home runs in a game, actually, first. Then a over perfect a, over a perfect game. Yes, I really would. A, over a perfect game, not a yeah. no hitter, but a no, perfect. perfect game. Listen, okay, only six, on. only sixteen in MLB history have done that, and only I think two players have done it twice. I believe. I think it was JD Martinez, and a, it was a red. I don't know who the other one is. Um, Did he have four home runs or two times? Yeah. I think they're still active too. I don't know. I'm not sure though. What? Well, whatever. I would go the four home run game, the perfect game, the cycle, no hitter, immaculate inning. So I still have the immaculate inning last, but that's like being last on a, you know hottest person in the world list. Like, you still made the list. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Uh, Josh Hamilton was the red that you're probably thinking of. Like, not the Josh Hamilton, right? Yeah. There, there's, like, Josh Hamilton of the Rangers? He, like well, the, he was a red first. I didn't. I literally never would have known that. Really? Never. Uh-huh. Oh, Dark Sage. You know, you've been missed, by the way. Oh, Scooter yeah. uh, Scooter Jeanette. He was the other yes. one as well. Yeah. Ask but, uh, away there. While he's typing and asking, I would say perfect game. Mm-hmm. I would probably say, man, to me, I would say a no-hitter before four home runs. Really? Okay. But four home runs has not been done nearly as much. But I'm going to say perfect game, no hitter, four home runs, cycle, and then immaculate inning. And it kills me to say that because I want to give immaculate inning like it's kudos. But I guess for nine pitches, pitches anybody could – I don't want to say anybody. Good pitchers could have that stuff for nine No, no, no but see, that's what I feel too almost. Like I know it's been done 103 times. So it's obviously mm-hmm. not a lot. So it's obviously not, you know, mistakenly happening. Right. But I feel like even the greatest pitcher – could like even if somebody isn't that good, they could mm-hmm. do it because like maybe that inning, you know, they just had good stuff, mm-hmm. or maybe it was just a bad night for the offense. But I don't know. I don't right. know. Come on, Sage. No, 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 Michael. Listen, I know Sage is typing. You, you're, you're just not going to let me sit here and boast and and brag that the Yankees are on an 11 game winning streak. I mean, go right ahead. All you want. Eleven game winning streak. And they've won. Done. They've won ten consecutive series, which has not happened oh, wow. since. In series, I was thinking ten consecutive game series. That's really good. Uh, I don't think they. That's been done since like the nineties for them. Uh, actually, I don't think the winning the ten consecutive series has happened for them since like the sixties. And the 11 game winning streak was in the 90s. I think it was the year that Don Mattingly won his MVP. Uh, I can't remember what year that was. I don't know. I can't remember. But 
Yeah, they're playing great. And you know what, Michael? Here's my thing. Ready? What What do people always say that the Yankees don't have? What do the what do, What do you think that they always blame them for when they get eliminated in the playoffs? Anything like that? Um, I don't know. I don't really care about the Yankees. I would say maybe like they don't have any leadership. I don't know. They don't have any like farm people. Cause I mean, they're just getting these players to come play for them because they don't have no heart. Now this, um, no, you're wrong on all of those, by the way, of, on all of those, all of them, every single one of them. Um, they always say that the Yankees don't have pitching and I've always found that very, really? in- yes, I, and I've always found that very interesting. And that's always kind of my thing where I realize that people don't watch Yankee games. I mean, because I don't pitching has games. pitching has never listen. We'll go look at any game in the playoffs the last few years. Pitching has never been their problem in a playoff series ever, not one well, time. I mean, you've pretty much had like the best pitchers ever in MLB. You know, at least play on your team at some times in the playoffs. So I don't know. I don't, uh, know, I don't know about that. They haven't had anybody crazy recently. Not recent, recently, but I mean, when I think of Yankees, to me, I think all the way in the nineties, all the way up to now. Well, so, I mean, yeah, the nineties—that was a whole different animal. So, I mean, it's hard to think the Yankees never had pitching. No, but that was always their—that was everybody's beef, and I think the Yankees have like a two point two three ERA during this eleven-game winning streak. So, just saying, pitching once again, not the problem. And here no. we go. Look at this. Sage, hey. I apologize. You had to write quite a bit here. Hey, look at me. You can see my eyes. Um, I'm a traditional baseball fan, and in recent years there's been a debate about the designated hitting rule, and it should be implemented across both the National League and the American League. I personally think it is a bit strange to see the National League so against the DH, but then again, I enjoy seeing the pitcher bat. My question is, what does this panel think? Do you both think universal DH is the way to go, or should we stick to having the pitcher bat? And Sage – it is not a strange question. It's not. We've it's actually a, we've debated this several times. Numerous. In fact, it's not a debate anymore. And Michael, I'm going to let you go because you've come to my side. <clears throat> Sage, thank you for your question. Uh, but I will say this: 2019, Michael Lawson, me, I would have said absolutely no universal DH. It's stupid. It's a part of the game. It's a strategy that we use. Even think back when the Cardinals were winning the World Series a few times in a row or really close to each other. They were batting their pitcher from instead of ninth, like everyone else, moved them to the eighth. So as it came back around, your best hitters in your one, two, and three could possibly have that ninth hitter on base. And so it was a strategic move, and it was smart by the one that everyone hates, Larusa. But now that we're in 2021 and everyone swings for the fence and everyone is killing these balls, it is almost a waste of time to have any type of pitcher out there to bat. Yes, yes, a pitcher sometimes will hit a home run, or sometimes a pitcher will knock in two runs and get a stand-up double. I understand that, and it is awesome and fun to watch. But that's like going out in the woods and seeing an albino deer. It doesn't happen that much. So let's move on. Let's get more batters in there, and let's have these pitchers focus on what they're doing. And one thing that me and Connie have talked a lot about is when a pitcher bats in the NL, that person, if he is a rookie playing in the NL, he has not batted in at least three to four years. Because in the four years in college, if he stayed for four years, he did not bat. The last time he batted was probably in high school. 
in the minor league, whatever time he spent there, two, three, four years, he did not bat. So we're taking a player, putting them in a small square with a 32 to 36 inch piece of wood swinging at a ball that is coming over 100 miles per hour within 30 inches of you. I just think it's dumb. The guy doesn't have too much of a chance to swing. And I'm a Reds fan who has Michael Lorenzen, who is one of the most athletes that is in baseball, the biggest athletes from his strength, his speed and everything. And he's a pitcher and I'm taking away one of his good qualities of batting. Like look at, uh, Otani. He pitches and they bat him as a DH. If the pitcher is that good of a batter, put him at the DH problem solved. So nice to hear. Listen, you're not getting arguments from me. I'm, I'm a Yankee fan. I've grown up with the American League. I I don't understand how anybody, anybody can watch a baseball game and think that the pitcher should hit. I, I, I literally don't get it. Now, Sage, I know you said that you kind of, kind of like it, and I need an explanation because, like I said, I it's just – not good. I mean, I'll still say that I like that the pitcher bats because it's it's entertaining if they actually do get a hit. Like it's something to smile and laugh about and see, uh, about when you see them on base looking into their guys and they're like, "Oh yeah, you got a hit" and all that stuff. It's fun, but that's so far and, and few in between. So I'm ready to just have a DH be more competitive through nine positions at bat. See, that's the thing. Like a good hitting pitcher. Is is batting like one fifty? Well, the batting average for average cross teams are about two fifty. It's not that much better if you really think about it. Michael, that's a hundred points. But it's not even like close to three hundred. Like to me, batting two fifty is not batting that well. And again, from the nineties era where two seventy five and three hundred to three thirty was good batting average. We don't bat for average anymore. We just bat for home runs. It's it's a different era. Now, a batter batting for a home run over average is different than a pitcher batting because he's just trying to get on base. So those are two different things. I will say that. Let's look it up. I'm, I'm looking it up. Oh, my goodness. Dead time. Yeah. I don't I like wanna this. Know. No, I want to know because – I, I want to know. See, this isn't even fair. Otani is like first and everything because he's technically a pitcher. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I don't find that very fair. And our pitcher's batting average, 2021. Let's see. Does it have it? Let's see here. Come on. Ooh, Castellanos is batting 320. Leading the NL. Yeah, of course. That's why he needs to be the NL MVP. But he's been Come on, much. bro. You're telling me that this isn't just a stat readily available? Like, I don't understand. Whatever. This is not fun. Like, all right, here's my question. Ready? You take all right, let's let's put the Yankees in the NL real quick. Would you rather see Jordan Montgomery hit every five days? Or, you know, whatever pitcher is pitching that day hit, or see Giancarlo Stanton hit? That because that's what you're doing. You play in the NL as an AL team, you're taking away one of those players that's actually good at their job Mm -hmm. and making a pitcher hit. And like we said, pitchers don't hit 
until from high school to the majors. That can be like seven years, eight years sometimes. Okay, here's an article from Washington Post. In 2020, the average American League DH batted 229. The average National League DH batted 235. Uh, the average National League pitcher, meanwhile, batted 131. But I don't understand that because in 2020, we didn't have pitchers batting. But I'm just going to go with that stat. That's literally embarrassing. It actually goes on to say that's equivalent to adding as many as 80 runs per 60 plate appearances. I'm sorry, 80 runs for 600 plate appearances. So That's awful. I, mean, I agree. I agree. Like, there's just – I don't know. There's just no point to me. I, I agree. Um, I really wish Sage would get his point on here. I, I respect him, and I know he's writing a novel again for us, but I just don't like the dead air time. Listen, it's not dead because, like I said, I'm still – I don't know. I just – it's just weird to me. Like, I don't know. Why did you like it? Just because it was strategic. And that's it. Like, I love strategic. When I play Madden with my buddies, I will make a pass going down the field, like make 15 to 20 passes with a few runs before I score. That's just because I'm just doing 10 and outs and doing all this. Like, I'm methodical on my play calls. It makes me so mad because then he'll just do Hail Mary and throw it deep and somehow burn me every time. Like, I will be taking forever to get down and scoring because I'm strategic-minded. And then he's just like, ah, there it goes, and it works too, and it kills me. So I feel like the DH minus the DH is almost like, you know, okay, this guy's got to think, do I bunt here to move the runners over? Do I try to actually put the ball in play and get on as a pitcher? You know, what do I do when it comes to the DH? He's like, hey, throw me a ball, I'm going to hit it, because that's what I do. You know, almost feels like it loses a little strategic part of it. But at the same time, it's more entertaining, and it's, it's better for baseball, I think. All right, now why'd you change your mind? When I started thinking pitchers haven't bought, bought it, batted in five to six, seven years, really. It's it's almost a, more of a danger to have them at the plate, and they look dumb. Let's just be honest. I mean, there are some pitchers that will make contact, and they look like it's natural. But then they will chase pitches is what I mean when they, when they look dumb. Like I want to say it was uh, – a Mets player that swung, I want to say it was Lindor that swung at a pitch that hadn't even come close to the dirt from the pitcher. Like it was still in the grass. It was a changeup and he swung through it. Like he looked dumb on that pitch. I'm not saying they they don't look, look like they should be there, but I just feel like there's too many dumb swings when it comes to pitchers. All right. <clears throat> I feel the game is played a bit more conservatively when you count for no DH and it forces American League National League teams to think about their lives much more and account for less power and tactical advantage than the DH was in play. Now, I mean, I get it. Like, I do in a way that the that the strategy is something to, like, to actually look at and make it fun. But here's the other reason I find it stupid. <laughs> no, no, but seriously. Like, this is like in the NFL if – in the AFC, a field goal counted for five, and the NFC accounted for one. Like, how do you have two leagues in the same – or two div- conferences, whatever you want to say, in the same league, at the same professional sport, and they don't have the same thing? That doesn't even make sense. I mean – No, 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 it doesn't, Michael, because what's another sport that does that? 
What's another sport? Does the West and the East change the three-point line? No. Do do the AFC and the NFC, you know, change how much a a touchdown counts for? No. Hockey, a goal is a goal. Doesn't matter. I mean, you're right, I guess. I mean, I'm actually thinking as far as education for some reason. I don't know why I'm going there. Like, you know, you have different levels of classes. Even though it's the same grade, you expect different things that the capability of someone. But – as far as sports, no, I don't know of any other sport has conflicting rules between the, the divisions or anything like that. And here's my other thing, too. I don't understand why players aren't for it because then you're creating another job for somebody. Mm-hmm. I agree on that one now. Like, that doesn't even make sense either. You're cr- literally creating a job. Like, I would like to be able to poll just the pitchers. And be like, okay, do you want to bat? Do you feel like that's something good? Or would you rather not bat and only focus on pitching? I think every pitcher would say, no, I do not want to bat. Unless they're actually a decent hitter. Like Michael Lorenzen, like I'm talking about for the Reds. But other than that, I don't think any of the pitchers would really want to bat. Like, I just That would have to take time out of a practice at some point to go work on batting. Like, Here's the thing. Is... Is the strategy behind whatever, you know, the double switch and mm-hmm. should they bunt, blah, 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 is that, is that worth your players looking like idiots? Like, is that really worth uh, giving up an at-bat at least twice a game? Like, is it worth it? And if you think and it is – And it's almost an out automatically. No, that's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. You're giving up an at-bat. And if it is, and if you think it is, then you're obviously for pitchers hitting. If you're against it like I am, you're for the DH. And now, don't get me wrong, I also think it's you know worth saying, like I said before, that I'm a Yankee fan. I grew up watching the AL. My, you know, if I grew up watching the NL and I had always seen pitchers hit, maybe it would be different. That's why I'm probably against the NL or the DH because I'm a Reds and I grew up NL. I learned the style of play, so therefore that's what I like more. This is a dumb comparison, I know, but the Cubs never had lights when all the other teams uh, had them, and it was very different for teams to play in Chicago in all afternoon games. I know that is a terrible comparison, but I think it's relevant to the DH debate. I, let's see. And all those years the Cubs of not having lights forced teams to adjust what they did, I account for only playing day games at really. It, it's... It's something to look at, um, but it, it's it, almost like, like Oakland, even uh, playing in the football <clears throat> stadium, you know, in times past. I mean, there's there's different accountabilities that have to be factored in everything, even playing at the Red Small, Great American Small Park. Like, you know, your pitchers have to pitch a different way because of the atmosphere or whatever you're, you're at. Even if you think of uh, Colorado, you know, different – so, uh, altitudes make the ball sore. So that's why I don't get hung up on like a rule here is different than a rule there. So you, they, they don't go together. I mean, if that's the case, you've got to look back at all no hitters and say, well, was it against the NL team or was it against the AL? Because if a no hitter happened against the NL team, well, then a pitcher batted probably two to three of those outs. And that's not nearly as powerful as an AL with a DH. DH. So, I mean, I think I, it's going to open up a lot of can of worms when we dive in very small and dissect this more. And even to the point of the Cubs not having lights, like 
that the only thing you're adjusting there is the time you're playing the game. And yeah, maybe for some people, like they didn't like playing in the afternoon, they would have preferred to play at night. Like, yeah, but you're still not changing the actual game because that's what I mean. That's just what I look at when I look at a DH and then and not having a DH, like you're changing the fundamental of the game. And that doesn't make sense. Like I said, that's, that's like in basketball, the West making a three, uh, four, make like adding in a four point line. And in the East, they, they don't have the four point line. Like that. It doesn't like, how do you not have unity in your own sport? Like that doesn't even make sense. And I don't know. I feel like, I, I don't know. I feel like even last year with the shortened season that watching NL games, it's, I don't know. I just can't see how watching everybody with the DH last year would make you not want a DH forever. But like I said, I'm an AL fan. So it might be a little different. You okay, Michael? You seem very focused. I just got a text from in our football chat that says projected I am not to make the playoffs. I'm in seventh seed. That makes me sad. Makes me you know, sad. you know who is me. It happens. But okay. Um, let's move on. Speaking of immaculate and just great pitching and pitchers and, and all, have you been keeping up with the Little League World Series any? I you know what I thoroughly and I mean thoroughly enjoy the Little League World Series. I have only Big been able to World Series guy. Keep up with it a little this year. Um, what's been going on with it? Well, you see, here's my thing. Ready? I thoroughly enjoy it, but I don't know like the team still because I don't really like. I pay attention to the game, but like, I, it just never registers to me like who's actually playing. Um, but I do believe that it's. Oh God! It's South something. South Dakota. It is Dakota. Okay. Uh huh. South Dakota and who? California. I think California lost today. I uh, can't remember who they were playing. But Ohio. It's, it's, were they playing Ohio? I don't recall that. But have you heard of Gavin? I want to say his last name is. Oh uh, yeah, of course I've heard of Gavin. Uh, where I want to say we. I we, I honestly have no. I, I could not apologize, tell you. Gavin. But he has four, not one. Not two, not three, but four no hitters in the Little League World Series. That I don't care what stage that you are pitching on. That's pretty awesome. We have an American Otani right now pitching. Basically, I mean, I think. Oh gosh, you're gonna make me look this up too, because I, I saw it on Twitter and it literally blew my mind. I think. I think he has like a like an eighty five percent strikeout rate. Oh, really? I, I knew quite a bit were strikeouts, but I didn't look that depth into it. There. Oh, here we go. Ready? So Gavin Ware in his last seven starts is thirty seven point two innings pitched. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> He's given up one hit. One hit. He has a zero ERA, obviously, and a hundred Ks. A hundred Ks. I mean, that's ridiculous. Kudos to you. And in case you haven't watched him, literal spitting image of Chris Sale when he pitches. Oh, yes. Like the exact same thing. Gavin, won't you come on our show? 
be a guest. We'd love to have you on here. Yeah, Make that happen. Twitter world. Make yeah, facts. <laughs> See, uh, Red Sox posted a video of Chris Sale's immaculate inning, and somebody said, dude reminds me of Gavin Ware. <laughs> <laughs> That's good stuff right there. Yeah. Okay, just uh, so 600 plus pitches, 113 Ks this summer, has allowed hit one hit all summer, fourth no hitter. That's, that's amazing. Literally ridiculous. I don't even understand. Like, imagine being that good at something. Couldn't ever could. I'm that good at eating. Well, yeah, me too. Look at me. I mean, come on. And other news that makes me happy is uh, Yachty is finally retiring. At the end of the 2022 season, though. 2022. He's going to try to get that Kobe send-off, I think. You know, every stadium, hey, give me something. Give me those shoes. I'm, I'm out of here. But don't steal on me because I'm still going to get you out at second. I just want to say that uh, I believe Mariano Rivera started that. Just saying. Oh, oh yeah. I mean, yeah, I guess so. Because Mo, Mo did it, and then I think Big Poppy did it. Mm-hmm. And then I think Jeter did it. And then ever since then, everybody wants to do their farewell tour. They do. Listen, I don't blame them, though. If you're an all-time player, hell yeah, I want a farewell tour because I want free gifts. <laughs> yeah, I want to be honored everywhere I go. Uh, it's not even that. Some of the gifts are pretty damn cool. They are. They are. Like, I want all the gifts. Now, honestly, I've got a couple more points, but we're at 10, Hour 10. Uh, 10 minutes over – the hour and almost don't feel like we should go anymore. Not, you know, Michael, I can agree. There's always next week, as I like to say. There's always next week. You yeah, know, we'll one thing I want to get into is who's actually going to win the West, but we kind of talked about that a little bit with the Giants and Dodgers, uh, especially after a 16-inning game with the Dodgers and Padres. So glad the Dodgers won that because the Reds blew our game and kept the wild card one game away. So, Connie, I think – we call it quits tonight. What do you think? I tend to agree with you. I got school tomorrow. You know, yes, sir. your boy's tired anyway. Your boy. All right. Well, guys, right. thank you all so much for joining us. Again, Nick, thank you so much for uh, joining us talking about the Reds. Guys, go follow him. I can't remember his Twitter handle, but it was on the show. So back well, it up. You can watch it later. But uh, Nick Kirby is his name. He is a staff writer since 2013. With Nicholas P. Kirby. Yes, Nicholas P. Kirby. But he's been writing with the Red Leg Nation. And also he's got his podcast co-host with the Late Reds. He said it was every Wednesday night. I want to say 9 o'clock and it's live. But uh, go check out his stuff. Again, Nick, thank you so much for sharing it and jumping on the show. Hopefully you're still watching the show. Uh, go follow me on Twitter, MDLawson00. It's also Instagram, anything else. I am hosting a show tomorrow, what I usually host on Saturday, with Count the Bucket with my beautiful co-host, Amber she will not be on the show. She is actually in a process of a move. So she is MIA for the time being. But Connie, we are going to have a special show because it's, again, count the bucket. And it's summertime. There's not really much going on. So we will tomorrow, Friday Eastern, be debating, hopefully on a big panel, who is the GOAT. Oh. To me, it's, it's not really a question. It's Michael Jordan, hands down. There's no point in even really having this debate. But you, generational sports Z, probably want to have. Oh my god, I'm going to absolutely fight you one of these days. Did I not say it right that time? Generational sports Z. Yeah, I did the Z for you on purpose. I know you do. I hate you. Who do you think is the greatest of all time? 
I still do tend to think is Jordan. Okay, thank you, thank you. Good, good. But again, yeah, so tomorrow you Friday, us all together as Gen Z. Oh, how dare you? I mean, you have a show called Sports Generational Sports. Yeah, but that doesn't mean I have to think like all of them. It's just because that's a great name, and uh, I'm technically Gen Z. Okay, but doesn't mean I have to think like it. I don't have to think. Wow, like the Yankees are uh, are very much trying to blow this game right now. It's uh, Chapman must be currently. Oh, now it's six five. Winning or losing? No, they were still winning. Okay, okay. But it it was six nothing to start this inning, I believe. Oh wow, Connie, where can people find you? They can find me, Anthony Conover underscore on Twitter, uh, Gen, Gen Z Sports for the pod, obviously, doing a little giveaway over there as well. So make sure you guys go check that out. Um, out. Yeah. Tuesdays is the hard count. That is at 9 Eastern. Monday is 7 Eastern, Generational Sports. Obviously, me and Michael do this on Thursdays at 10. Uh, but yeah, other than that, I put all the pods on my Twitch, uh, Anthony underscore Conover as well. Uh, even though Michael didn't put this one on Twitch because he's a bad guy. You know, uh, what? I apologize. I was starting to take one off of the Twitter and, and do yours, but I was like, bad guy guys, clearly bad guy, Michael. Um, but anyway, I appreciate everybody for, uh, tuning in. I once again, thank Nick for pulling up to the show. Sage, always a great commenter. And uh, Michael, I'm going to see you next week, pal. Yes, sir.